Hey guys, this is Durden from the Lefinity Discord. Today, we're covering part six in our tokenomics series, which will be our final part. Uh, we're going to be covering topics such as how many tokens the LFNTY token supply will have, how those tokens will be distributed, what kind of allocations there will be, um, our IDO, and our roadmap. So let's get right into it. So first of all, um, Lifinity will be doing what we're calling a VEIDO. So um, at its most basic level, the VEIDO is um, a type of IDO where we sell not just um, fully unlocked tokens, which is uh, the standard, but instead we also sell vote escrowed tokens. So in our case, that means we'll be selling LFNTY tokens um, but we're also selling VE LFNTY tokens. Um, and to understand why it's important that we're doing it this way, um, we have to consider that in Lifinity's tokenomics, all the utility comes once you lock your Lifinity tokens for VE Lifinity. Um, Lifinity, the token itself, doesn't have any governance power um, and it doesn't receive protocol rewards. So yeah, it only becomes um, useful once you lock it. So let's think about the case where we only sell Lifinity tokens. In that case, after the IDO, some people who bought the tokens will lock them up and for various lengths of time, and other people won't lock them up. Um, and in the IDO, for example, if we just went with a standard Mango-style IDO where people deposit USDC and they receive um, a number of tokens in proportion to how much USDC they deposited. Um, in that case, um, yeah, so some people will lock up their tokens and others won't. So it's kind of unfortunate because the people who do lock up their tokens, they are the people who are more long-term committed to Lifinity. And they, they, you could say they believe in the protocol more than the people who um, just bought and do not lock their tokens. Perhaps they were looking for a short-term pump after the IDO um, to be able to um, sell right away, um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but um, it's unfortunate that we can't reward the people who are locking up their tokens because um, they are the hodlers, they are the believers. Um, and the whole reason, as we explained in part two, that we're doing this token locking mechanism is so that we can reward the long-term holders. So yeah, if our IDEO did not take into consideration um, who is locking up their tokens after they buy them, then everyone is buying on the same terms and there's no advantage to um, locking up your tokens or being committed to locking up your tokens even before the IDO ends. So what's different about the VD VE IDO is that it not only takes into consideration how much USDC you're investing, but it also takes into account how long you're gonna lock your tokens. So there's two inputs to the IDO. When you go to deposit, you 
select how much USDC you want to deposit, but you also select how long you want to lock your tokens for. And this directly affects how many tokens you get. Just as um, if you invest more USDC, you get more tokens. Similarly, the longer you choose to lock up your tokens, the more tokens you get. Or a slightly different way to think about this is if you lock for longer, that means you're going to be buying VE Lefinity at a cheaper price than those who lock for a shorter time. So there's one more key advantage to this style of IDO, um, and it's intertwined with our tokenomics, but um, because users receive VE Lefinity, this ensures that our token has a use case from day one. Um, it's common to see in a lot of IDOs, people receive their tokens, but they don't have anything to do with them. And so there's a strong incentive to dump them uh, soon after the IDO, um, perhaps uh, waiting for when uh, the protocol actually builds out their infrastructure to use the token. Um, but with us, um, we will have the infrastructure to distribute protocol rewards to Lifinity holders soon after the IDO. And um, as we explain later, the majority of the funds that we raise in this IDO will be retained as protocol-owned liquidity. Um, so it'll be deposited in our liquidity pools to earn uh, trading fees and market-making profit. And this revenue will be distributed to VE Lifinity holders. So, um, yeah, it basically enables a smooth launch uh, where the token has a use case right away. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can see that we have um, a preview of our tokens and rewards page. Uh, this shows things such as your Lifinity balance, your VE Lifinity balance, your X Lifinity balance buttons to convert between VE Lifinity and XLifinity, uh, how long your Lifinity is locked for, uh, and how much time is left, how much Lifinity is unlocked, and finally, your pending rewards um, for being a VE Lifinity holder uh, for the share of revenue that you get. So in our article, we go into depth how the VE IDO works exactly, um, how much your USDC and your lock period contribute to how many tokens you receive. Um, and there's a few equations that explain this. It's probably not worth going through the equations um, in this audio format. Uh, for those interested, I encourage you to check out the article. We also have a spreadsheet that you can download and play around with to gain intuition for how um, the VE IDO allocates Lifinity tokens based on different uh, users depositing different amounts of USDC and uh, various lock periods. Um, but just to give you some of the um, main points, perhaps, uh, one thing is that the the max there's a max discount that you can receive on your Lifinity. And of course, that's when you lock for the longest amount of time, uh, which is four years. So if you lock for four years, you will get a 50% discount on your Lifinity tokens 
relative to those who lock for zero days. So those who lock for zero days will <clears throat> be the only case of people who receive Lifinity tokens straight up instead of VE Lifinity. Uh, everyone else who uh, locks um, for any number of days greater than zero, they will receive VE Lifinity. And yeah, everyone else, if, or if you uh, choose to not lock your tokens, you'll receive Lifinity tokens. Uh, but yeah, the greatest discount you can receive is 50%, and anything in between you can interpolate linearly. So for example, if you lock for two years, which is half of the max, you will get half of the max discount, which is 25%. Or if you lock for one year, which is one-fourth, you'll get 12.5%. I should also mention um, another way to think about this max discount. Um, so those who lock for four years will receive twice as much Lifinity per USDC compared to those who get their Lifinity unlocked right from the start. So uh, another important point to mention is the starting price that we will initialize our Lifinity USDC pool at. Um, so I think we've mentioned this before, but just in case, our Lifinity USDC pool will be a constant product pool because our Lifinity token, of course, will not have an Oracle. Um, it currently has no exchanges trading it. So our pool will be the first pool and therefore it will be a constant product pool. And so when we start that pool, we have to um, start it at a certain price. And so the price we're gonna use is the price that the people who lock for zero days buy it at. So what this means is that everyone will be buying Lifinity either at or below the starting price. Those who lock their Lifinity tokens for zero days will buy the tokens at the starting price um, of Lifinity. And those who lock for four years will be buying at a 50% discount from the starting price. And uh, we also have, uh, we go through an example of um, given a certain number of Lifinity tokens for sale and various amounts of USDC deposited and various lock periods. Um, so you can easily compare like the various prices the investors get and their Lifinity allocations and how much VE Lifinity they receive. Um, so yeah, I highly encourage you to check out the article I'll look at this example so you can better understand how the VEIDO works. All right, so moving on to our raise, we will be raising a maximum of 30 million USDC in our VEIDO, and it will be first come, first served. If we do raise the full amount, this means we'll have a fully diluted valuation between 150 million and 300 million. And uh, the longer investors lock their Lifinity, the higher our valuation will be. Now this may be a point of confusion for some, um, probably especially because um, they, they might be thinking, us, thinking of us relative to other Mango style IDOs. So in other Mango style IDOs, um, <clears throat> There is no variable of how long 
uh, investors lock their tokens for. And so the fully diluted valuation is just a straightforward calculation based on how much USDC in total was invested. But for us, the starting price of the Lefinity is dependent on how long people lock their tokens for. And that's why we say the fully diluted valuation will be between 150 million and 300 million. Uh, again, we provide a spreadsheet where you can um, play around with the numbers. So uh, if you want to gain a better understanding, I think that will be helpful. So the fact that we're doing a capped raise is a pretty significant um, difference from previous Mango style IDOs. And the main reason we are doing this is because there is a limit to the amount of capital that Lefinity is able to effectively utilize. Um, as we explained in part four of this series, uh, we're going to be setting target liquidities for our liquidity pools because past a certain level of liquidity, uh, we basically begin to use the liquidity less efficiently. And so there is a thing as too much liquidity. And yeah, so to avoid that, we are um, capping the amount of liquidity that we will acquire. Because as, as again, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be using the majority of the funds we raise as protocol-owned liquidity. And uh, yeah, so the 30 million is basically set to match um, our approximation of what we'll be able to use effectively at the start. And a, another thing that the cap does is um, if you look at previous Mango style ideas, it was fairly common for there to be um, over speculation uh, based on the price action of the tokens after the IDO, um, it, it was pretty common for the token prices to go down a lot. Um, and yeah, I think it's fair to say that's because a lot of people don't consider the valuation of the protocol when they're investing. They're more so just thinking about how much USDC they invest. They're not considering, okay, how much have other people invested and what does, how does that affect the valuation of the protocol as a whole? Um, yeah, so this tended to cause valuations to get pretty large. And so the advantage of doing the capped raise is that basically it keeps the maximum valuation relatively low and therefore provides room for growth after the IDO. And uh, our VE IDO is um, relatively favorable for investors um, on a few, um, what's the word, vectors. <laughs> yeah, so it's favorable to investor, investors on a few vectors. So just to run through them, one, our IDO allocation is 20% of uh, the total supply. This is the highest among uh, previous Mango-styled IDOs. Uh, the team's allocation is 20%, which is about average. 
And uh, when you consider the team's allocation, I think it's important to compare it relative to the ideal allocation. Um, so for us, it's the same as our IDEO allocation. And for other Mango-style IDEOs, it's pretty common for the IDEO allocation to be much smaller than the uh, team's allocation. So in that sense, it's uh, also favorable for investors. And then finally, we have no VC allocation. And this is good because basically there are no um, people who got in at a cheaper price than you. Of course, we have the mechanism where the longer you lock, the cheaper price you get. And so that's why we say this is um, like it's a it's an IDO where basically everyone gets to be VCs and they get to choose their own uh, lock period. So in that sense, there are, but there are no VCs who got in at like, say, um, 10 times cheaper a price than you. And this is good because it means there there will be less future selling pressure. Um, if somebody gets in at a price that's 10 times cheaper than the IDO price, they'll be happy to sell at the IDO price because uh, that's a 10x. But um, yeah, because there are no people, um, people will be... Um, they'll want to sell their tokens later once there's been price appreciation. So anyways, uh, yeah, not having a VC allocation is generally a good thing. Um, not to say that VCs are bad. Obviously, there's advantages to having um, a VC allocation. Uh, VCs offer various services to projects, and we won't have those. But yeah, the upside is the reduction in sell pressure. Okay, so of the USDC that we raise, we're going to be using the first 500k to match an equivalent amount of Lefinity tokens from our treasury. And those two will be used together to seed our Lefinity USDC pool. And this ensures that we have liquidity right from the start, and we don't need to um, do liquidity mining rewards to incentivize other people to provide that liquidity, uh, so there won't be any dilution. So yeah, that's the advantage of um, using funds from the IDO to seed our own liquidity pool. And then of the USDC that remains after that 500k, 20% will be used um, to fund the continued development of the protocol. And 80% will be protocol-owned liquidity deposited into Lefinity's liquidity pools. And this will be used to generate revenue for VE Lefinity holders. So assuming our VE IDO is a success, this means that uh, the Lefinity token will be backed by millions in assets that'll be put to produ productive use in our DEX. And we think this is pretty unique um, usually when funds are raised, they just all go to the team or uh, sometimes they're used as an insurance fund, but the insurance fund isn't very, it's not used to generate revenue. It might be placed in like a lending protocol, but of course the yields are quite low for that. So yeah, we are excited that we'll be able to use the assets that we raise, 
um, very productively in our decks. Okay, so moving on to our token supply allocation and vesting, we're going to have a total supply of 100 million Lifinity tokens. And the allocations will be 20% to our VEIDO, 1% for flare holders, 20% to the team, and 59% to the DAO treasury. So uh, we like this allocation. It's a relatively straightforward allocation. Um, like we explained earlier, it's pretty favorable for investors. And there's no um, like opaque allocations. Sometimes you might see um, a community allocation or an ecosystem fund allocation or stuff like that. And it's not clear what exactly they mean or how they're going to be used. Um, but yeah, we're very clear with how all the tokens will be used. Um, and it's relatively straightforward. So yeah, just to reiterate again, one uh, thing to note is that we do not have an allocation for VCs. And this was despite there being um, plenty of interest from various VCs. Uh, the flare holders is 1% allocation. This will be distri distributed through a stake and claim model over the course of a year after our IDO. So flare holders will stake their flares um, for one year and we'll be distributing Lifinity tokens to them throughout that year. Um, yeah, and this is something that we um, explained from long ago uh, when we wrote that um, Lifinity Flares article back in December. Um, we did change the distribution model from airdrops to a stake and claim model. But yeah, this has been planned all along from long ago. Uh, the team's 20% allocation, this will vest over four years with a six-month cliff. So um, the team will have no Lifinity tokens um, right after the IDO. And then six months after the IDO, the team will begin receiving tokens over the course of four years. And uh, that'll be a linear uh, distribution over that four years. And for our treasury, which is 59% of the allocation, so it's the largest part, uh, there's only one use for these tokens, or yeah, only one planned use for these tokens currently, and that is to grow our protocol-owned liquidity. Um, as we explained in part one. And if we think of any other way to use uh, the treasury, then that'll be voted on by VE Lifinity holders. And uh, we explained um, our approach to governance, which includes this, in part five. So you can check that out. All right, so just to talk about a few more details of the IDO. <clears throat> We're going to be opening for deposits on April 9th at 15 o'clock UTC. And participants will be able to deposit USC, USDC within a 24 hour period. Our VIDO will be similar to a Mango style IDO, but without a withdraw period. So you'll be able to deposit USDC, but you won't be able to withdraw it. 
So yeah, think carefully before depositing and uh, choosing your lock period. Um, so as we explained in part two, VE Lefinity is not a standard SPL token. And so there are some tricky things to consider. Um, so each wallet can only have a single VE Lefinity balance. It can't have two balances. So for example, you can't have four-year locked VE Lefinity and two-year locked VE Lefinity in the same wallet. So if you want um, to buy different, uh, if you want to buy multiple batches of VE Lefinity that have different lock periods, you're going to need to use uh, separate wallet addresses. Um, just use one address to buy four-year locked VE Lefinity and then another one to buy two-year locked VE Lefinity, for example. And uh, if you do buy VE Lefinity with one wallet once and then buy more VE Lefinity with the same wallet, what will happen is basically the, the, the second purchase will take precedence over the first purchase and you'll only be able to lock for a longer period or the, sa the same or longer period that you did um, with your first purchase. So for example, if you bought two-year locked VE Lefinity on your first purchase, and then you're going to make another purchase, you can only lock um, that VE Lefinity for two years or longer. You can't make it one year. And the reason is when you buy extra VE Lefinity, um, so you're gonna have two batches of VE Lefinity, but again, you can't have um, different lock periods. So that means your the VE Lefinity that you bought um, first is going to match the lock period of the second purchase. So if you buy three year locked VE Lefinity after buying two year locked VE Lefinity, that means all your VE Lefinity will now be locked for three years. And that's including the the VE Lefinity that you locked for two years. Um, you will get more VE Lefinity as a result because you're relocking that Lefin those Lefinity tokens. And the longer you lock, the more VE Lefinity you get. Um, but yeah, you do um, lose the fact that they were previously locked for two years. So yeah, think carefully about this um, before um, deciding your lock periods because uh, you will not be able to shorten your lock periods after making a purchase. That is the whole point of locking, of course. So <clears throat> another important thing to point out is regarding the uh, discount. So earlier we mentioned that if you lock for four years, you get the largest discount possible, which is 50%. Now, if you remember from part one, we're going to be selling VE Lefinity for LP tokens, and that VE Lefinity will be sold at a discount. The discount will gradually increase um, from 0% uh, until a buyer is found, or the discount reaches 50%. So, we're going to be using the same max discount for the IDO um, for our sales of VE Lefinity after the IDO. Um, 
This is just to make sure that um, people aren't incentivized to wait until after the IDO to buy uh, VE Lifinity. Um, the IDO itself gives you the opportunity to um, guarantee that you get the maximum discount. If you do wait until after the IDO, it's still possible that you get a max discount. Um, that would happen when the discount on the VE Lifinity or LP tokens um, goes from 0% all the way to 50%. Um, and then you are the first person who buys it once it reaches the 50%. But this might be unlikely. Of course, it's going to depend on how much demand there is for VE Lifinity. If there's a lot of demand, first of all, it may never reach that 50% discount. People might always be buying it at a 25% discount, for example. Um, and then also, even if it does reach that 50% discount, um, when somebody makes a purchase, the discount will decrease. So once it reaches 50%, you have to be the first person to make the purchase. Otherwise, somebody else will buy and will decrease it from 50% to um, something lower. So yeah, this is all to point out that if you want um, a guaranteed chance at the maximum discount, then uh, the VEIDO is the way to go. Okay, and finally, we have our roadmap. So we've split it into two parts, before the VEIDO and after the VEIDO. So I'm just going to read the items. The things we need to do before our VEIDO are to start accepting deposits from whitelisted members and flare holders. Um, this is something that we've talked about from uh, long before. We did our whitelist back in December, I think, or maybe January. Um, but yeah, so we'll be opening deposits soon. We'll release our white paper. We'll develop the VE Lifinity program on Tribeca. We'll develop the VEIDO program. We'll develop the revenue distribution tool for VE Lifinity holders. And we'll set up a constant product pool for Lifinity USDC. So after these things, we'll do our VEIDO. Then after the IDO, we'll deposit the VEIDO funds into liquidity pools. We'll develop target liquidity configuration and dynamic platform fee. Um, this is what we've talked about in part four. We'll develop the Lifinity buyback tool. We'll begin Lifinity buybacks with revenue from the liquidity pools. We'll begin distributing revenue to VE Lifinity holders. We'll develop Lifinity distribution program for flare holders. Um, this is the stake and claim model that I mentioned earlier. We'll develop the tool for selling VE Lifinity for LP tokens. We'll enable VE Lifinity holders to determine emission allocations through voting. We'll enable bribing the Lifinity holders. We will get audited, and then we will open source. So there's actually more things that the team is already thinking about that's not listed on this roadmap. So what are we thinking of doing beyond those items, which is basically like everything we explained um, in our tokenomics series, uh, plus an audit and open sourcing. Um, but as we know, the crypto landscape changes really quickly. So we think if we talked about what we're going to do after that, it would be premature. We want to maintain the flexibility to be able to um, adapt if the circumstances 
necessitate that we have to do that. And so, yeah, we're just going to um, withhold some of what we're planning, at, at least for now, um, until the time is right. All right. And uh, that's it for our tokenomics series. Thank you so much for um, reading through all of them or listening through all of them. Um, if you're not in our Discord already, we'd love to have you join. Um, always happy to answer any questions. And uh, yeah, I will see you at the VEIDO. Thanks for listening.